It's time for the Other Three Amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast. Tweet us on Twitter using the hashtag T-O-T-A-P. Buy the lads a cup of coffee by clicking the support link in the description. Episode 20 of the Other Three Amigos podcast is here on this week's pod. Get your child in as a mascot. We discuss why. Why does nobody love us as a podcast? Totap investigates. We've got some major news around the Grovemore deal as we spoke to Peter Ridsdale this week. We are joined by Sligo Amigo Jessica Farry, who puts us into a state of depression as we look ahead to Sunday's FAI Cup match against Sligo. And we also make a little pact. Wexford nil, City nil. Is this rock bottom? Decky chatted with Colin Healy after the game. Were the players just going to walk off? The Venga bus and much more. Hello to you. Welcome along. It is episode 20 of the Other Three Amigos podcast. We are live with a fun-filled show. I can tell you this is going to be a big one. Uh, in association with our good friends, in msccasino.com, sign up for an account. Make a bet. Let us know if you win. Let us know if you lose. Actually, don't. We don't want to hear about your loser stories. Um, we So thank you to the, the lads there for in association with them for the rest of the year. It's, it's great. There is pod, uh, pod sponsorship still available, by the way. So you can still sponsor this pod if you, if you want to, you know, if you want a small little sponsorship every week, you can do that as well. Um, I'm going to say hello to my other, other amigos. I'm going to go first to Boing and County Cork. Hello, Declan McCormack. Mr. Shreenan, how are you, sir? You're sounding well, Declan. Did you get something? Have you got something? Did you buy something different? No, no, you bought it for me. It just delivered. It was just delivered to my house. Oh, friends, um, that's <laughs> what friends are for. Um, no, MSCCasino.com bought it for you. <laughs> I was simply the middleman. In the other corner, it's Wayne Mullins. Afternoon, evening, lads. Good we? evening to you. Good evening. Evening on a Monday evening, we're recording uh, early this week, and um, uh, we are joined later. So coming up in this show, anyway, I'll just uh, let me just let me just do this. Uh, general club news, as always, we've got the commie watch, as always. Then we're going to do the we're looking at the Wexford. We're going to do like in a half time. Then we're going to come back joined by Jessica Farry, um, a Sligo Rovers fan, to look at forward to the Sligo match. And well, <laughs> we're not looking forward to it. She probably is. Um, we'll have a little ch- comment about 945 Live. There's a few questions as well and a couple of last words. In the middle of that, we've got a huge bombshell for Totap Investigates, which we will get through later. But let's get through some general club news. Uh, last minute equaliser means the women drew two all with Athlone, who are bottom. One Athlone goal was a joke. The clearest foul on the keeper you will ever see. And we want to say goodbye to Sophie Liston and Lauren Ebelano, who um, played their last game for the club. However, the Cork City Women's announced a new signing, Tiff Taylor, who signed this week um, from the UK. Hmm. Uh, no result for the under-19... And yeah, this is something, actually. There was no result for the under-19 women's on the club website and club's Twitter. They had one tweet about the lineup, and there was nothing after that. Whoever was looking after it just got taken out. Gone. So there was, we don't know how it, we don't know how it finished up. Someone tweeted at Wexford were two up, and we don't know. Did it finish that way? Who knows? And the under-19s men's 5-3 winners versus Cabin Teeley, Bradley Walsh, Fanny Schmeller from The Chase, uh, Joe O'Brien Whitmarsh, uh, and Kyle Cody. <laughs> Bradley Walsh from The Chase, do you know? 
You know Roddy Walsh? Yeah, I know Roddy Walsh is. It was, it was, do you know the, the, the line like where it's, he says Fanny Schmeller and he can't stop laughing? Okay, that yeah, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I hope that doesn't stick on poor Bradley Walsh and they're all calling him Fanny Schmeller uh, out at the ground. Uh, Kyle Cuddy got two and Leon Hennessy also. Um, did I say Joe O'Brien Whitmarsh got a goal? Um, <laughs> where, let's head to the question of the week. Wayne, where is Liam Boston this week? On an airplane somewhere. Don't he's know on where. an airplane. Yeah, and he's changed his profile picture. Ooh, and what's his go. profile yeah. picture? It's just a picture of him in a car. In a car? Yeah. Does it look like a good car? I can't tell. Is it's it one car. of these cars that drive themselves? Because let's face it, he can't use his arms. It's top, top keeper. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's all he's been doing this week. That's all he's been doing. It's the off season. He's like for a keeper of his stature, like he has to rest up and... You know, recharge the batteries in time for next season. Okay, sounds good. Um, <laughs> sounds good. Let's uh, let's head to the um, to this one. Tommy Watch with Ivan Draco on the other Three Amigos podcast. It is, of course, Kami Watch um, with Ivan Draco, even though I should have a Russian accent here. Uh, I will just say the mascot packages are still available. And um, well, it was I go through these and then if we want to talk about any of them, we, we will come back to it. So the mascot packages are available. Uh, I would like to say thank you. Um, I got my, my, my ticket for the Wexford match last week. It was very well done. The traveling pundits we met down at the Wexford game who are YouTubers. Um, they have full access to all the Wexford games all season. Really nice lads. But they were, they've been they've been going to all the away matches since the start of the season. The three of them. Uh, promoting Wexford and the three of us are like that outcasts. For, that was our plan day one, wasn't it? Support the we're, club. We're, we're just outcasts. Anyway, we'll come back to that wait, in a few minutes. Wait till they hear, and, the, wait till they hear the next segment. <laughs> and um, I will keep the Total investigation. So let's get to, uh, the three of these, the mascot packages. Now, I don't know, have you ever sent one of your children um, on one of the mascot packages? And um, what it is, is the, you can, you, basically they're available for the remaining home season, home games this season. The, you get a, they get a personalized 2021 home jersey with the mascot surname on the back or the name and number of their favorite player. Uh, get a match ticket for two adults, two kids to attend the match in a family bubble. Oh my God, the fun that must be inside in that family bubble. You get a copy of the match day program containing the mascot's profile and photo. And the mascot's name is announced on social media and the PA announcements live stream beginning of the match. And a picture on the big screen in Turner's Cross. It's 110 euro. Do you think it's well worth it? Oh, yeah. I think it is. It's brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's for a kid who, like, that kind of happiness is priceless, really, isn't it? I'll definitely avail of it when the kids are older. So I sent my son there in 2014, I think. And I can tell you, it was one of the best days he ever had. It was absolutely, do you know where the, the mascots run out, with the, run out with the team and stuff and they get their photograph taken with the Johnny Levy and stuff. And then they do the huddle and my young fellow went straight into the huddle and he said he was in the middle listening to Johnny Levy saying, saying things that he probably should never have heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he said, you know, we, we have a photograph and it's it's absolutely brilliant. So if you do have a child in there, um, Cork City fans, I, I, I like recommend the, the mark, it. The markup is quite low I'd say it probably could charge more like the jersey is what paid, 50 quid I think I paid 140 at the time actually and mm. um, so it seems to have dropped down I suppose look you know it's not fair play around the ball but they should so. be, they're probably thinking there's some children going you'd want to pay me 110 euros to go and do that by <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no I, it's it's such a great experience 
Um, and it's a pity that the fans aren't there, but uh, you know, but it's it was really <laughs> really to pass out here like doing it's so it's, it's so hot, hot on the beach of Jamaica here at the moment. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, MSCTheCasino.com. Um, the just on, I, I'll, I'll commend the club on the tickets last week because I, I, I had four tickets from Wexford. I needed one more. I applied with my forest card uh, on Tuesday and got an email on on Thursday morning or Wednesday night saying, you know, you've 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 been accepted. I'll be honest. They could have just said, you can go and yourself. Uh, and there was nothing I would have been able to do about it because it's the luck of the draw. Um, so, yeah, so it was great uh, to get a ticket there. So there are print emails. This was just done through the, uh, we were sent a link and you just applied ah, through that one. Okay. So that's, that's all it was. And the Traveling Pundit. So I'm a bit pissed off about this one, actually. These YouTubers promote Wexford, pretty much what we're trying to do. And they're welcomed with open arms <laughs> by the club. Why are you pissed off? You know what? Because we don't even get a like or a retweet or a we don't, like we don't exist unless we sponsor the club. These lads have they were down in Turner's Cross the last time when Wexford got B five 0 when there was no one loading. There they were, not a bother. <laughs> hey, dancing and stuff like that. And in the meantime, we're in a That's a gulag in Siberia somewhere. <laughs> gulag. <laughs> Well, like, what do you expect? Like, you know, like, as, as I always at the say, start, it's there, was not a, there, was, there was a chance to start. Go on, Wayne, go on. You no, at the start. I think at the start, like, I think they should have just embraced a bit more because we were, we still are there to for the betterment of the club. Like, it's just, it's the usual scenario of being paranoid. They've been paranoid for, for 10, 50, before even Forrest took over. It's a paranoid club and they're paranoid about everything. They say one thing to you, oh, we love the pod, it's great for the club. And you hear back then that they're bitch in the morning about it so it's just a paranoia even though that makes me sound like I'm being paranoid <laughs> but you know what I mean it's just like there's two ways to do it you, you embrace a podcast mm. or you do the opposite they've done the opposite which is their choice you know fair play to the Wexford lads you know it's you know. nice guys actually nice guys um, I'm looking forward we, when I got there um, Craig Craig Dorney who was with me was hanging up a flag the North Korea flag actually for, for the crack um, just to have the bands with the bands at the club. And they said, oh, we got some Cork City Ultras here. I was like, oh, I'm not an ultra lens. No, 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 no. And they interviewed me and stuff like that. But, um, Decky, what, what's your thoughts on being uh, ousted, uh, not ousted, I suppose, shunned away did, from, from the club? Can I just ask you, just going back to the lads interviewing you, did, did you, did you use the whole, do you know who I am line with them? Or did you just leave No, no, no. I'm not you. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Take me out of it. I, uh, um, what do I think? I don't care about the club. Not that I, of course, I care about the club. I care, care deeply about the club. I don't care that we've been shunned, and I kind of wonder why you care at this stage. Like you know, that it is what it is. Like we'll do our thing, leave the club, do their thing, and some stage in the future, the the lines might cross again. Like, but until then, case or ass or all, like you know? not after today, Dickie, they're not going to cross again. <laughs> well, just that was just pure. Suppose- that was pure luck. Like that was pure luck. Well, not pure luck, but I mean, um, mm. yeah. Case leading or into or that is what it is like. Leading into that. On this week's Toe Tap Investigates. So on this week, Toe Tap Investigates, um, we've got uh, we've got a bit of news. We've got a bit of news. So we all know uh, Grovemore, um, you know, we heard Trevor Hemmings and Peter Ridsdale. They've been trying to take over the club. And, well, they have been, they haven't been. It's been, it's been going on a while. Well, Toe Tap Investigates have got a bit of news. 
it's been going on a while now and I suppose we've been told that it's it's ongoing but however you know if it's, it's not gone through this season it's it's all over we, we at the end of the year we'll, we'll be fine and that's probably the the news that's out there in the public um, that um, if it's not done in this off season it's grand we get we we forest can take over it's all about planning however this week we got in touch with a Mr Peter Ridsdale uh, from Grovemore who and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you talk now Declan. <laughs> leave, leave me hang the tree amigos is it um yeah no look i mean obviously people probably don't know but we've been we've been periodically sending emails to very early on somebody gave us peter ridsdale's private email address every so often we've been sending an email saying look is there any chance you'd come on the show Talk directly and to the city of supporters. Let Hi, them, Peter. <laughs> yeah, let them know what's happening. And and we never got a response. And then we took to to emailing Preston. We had a look around Preston's website and they had an address for media. And But it did clearly state on their website that they would only reply to accredited journalists, you know. So, sure. That All hail Brian before, Fantana. Like, so. That never stopped us before. So we, we banged in a couple of emails to Preston as well. So, nothing, never got an answer or whatnot. So, just this morning, we said we'd have another go. So, we sent an email to the Preston again, and we sent an email to Trevor Hemmings. And lo and behold, sorry, not to Trevor Hemmings, sorry, to Peter Ridsdale. And lo and behold, to our shock and horror, Mr. Ridsdale replied to us this afternoon. So, fundamentally, we had sent him an email just saying, look, following up on our last email, which was unanswered, you know, explaining our situation again. Is there any chance he'd come on the pod, you know? So, he came back to us basically with a one-line email that was saying, there is little to say until there is a stadium. Turner's Cross needs investment, but the Munster Football Association will not meaningfully engage. And we thought, oh, wow, <laughs> you know, Jesus, A, they've replied, and B, they're saying the Munster Football Association are refusing to meaningfully engage, which is interesting because it's now putting the blame at the, the, the doorstep of the Munster Football Association. So as is our way, we had a conflab and said, OK, we can't we can't leave it sit there anyway. So we went back to him and said, look, the usual stuff. Thanks very much for coming back to us. You know, we've been told that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, somebody do the friend hey, gig there, you know, um, <laughs> you know, so oh, we were told, Grovemore you know, friend. yeah, so we said, look, specifically that as members, we've been told that Grovemore will relinquish the call option at the end of the season if they're not able to close the deal this coming off season. And that we've also been told that there'll be that there's talk of Greenfield sites, um, etc. So to be fair, he came back to us again and said, look. Kind of along the lines of, we, you know, we've always said we need tenure um, or we need to secure a long-term lease in our own stadium. COVID obviously interrupted everything and took away the opportunities to to properly explore any other options. But, with you know, that's all back on the agenda now again. So we were like, OK, maybe he's willing to have a conversation. Let's go again. So um, again, we went back and I think we went back the third time along the lines of, you know, kind of going on what you're saying. It's it's impossible to see how a deal could be done in the timeline, you know, and, and this off season. So we, we basically asked him straight out, was the off season, as we had been told, a hard stop for Grovemore? Um, and would they be giving up the call option or is there a possibility that they would take hold on to the call option beyond cl- this close season if they felt they could do a deal? And he came back to us saying, we have never we put have a, time never limit, put a timeline on it. 
Yes, COVID has held up, has held progress up, but we are not walking away. So Ooh, that was a bit of just, a bombshell to us, obviously, for obvious reasons, because that's not what we were told from the so we were from, told from that Cork City Board of Management. We we were told it was going to be it was either done this end of the season or we were having the option back. But what Grovemore yeah. is saying is that there's no timeline on it. We could have this call option for the next ten years if we want. It was yeah, never said, said clear, quite clearly that there was. We are not the walking call away. Okay, you know. Okay, we have never put a timeline so, on it. COVID has held up progress, has held progress up, but we are not walking away. You know, so we're, we're definitely um, sure that we were told that everyone, the, the public was told basically that there was there was a timeline on it, and now there's yes. there's no timeline. Absolutely. Oh, crikey, without, without fail. I mean, it was clearly stated that the Board of Management clearly stated that they had said if Grovemore couldn't do the deal this coming off season, then they were, then they were willing to relinquish the mm. um, call mm. option. And that is not what Mr. Ridsdale is saying here. He is saying we are not walking away. You know, and then we responded so, back asking him for Shawnee or Alan Brown back, and he just said no. <laughs> yeah, and then we finished off yeah. with something else, and basically we used an emoji, and that was the end we heard of Mister Ridsdale. Isn't that right? Until next time. That's it. Yeah, yeah. we asked. We, as I said, look. I mean, you, our you call option so is very much open, well, and we were, yeah, we were, but they're not giving up the call option, and they're not walking away, which is not what we were told, and it was not the situation that was explained to forest members do you think it's just crossed wires and uh, it was just maybe explained was wrong no okay no Jamie the first time no okay <laughs> okay what are your what so are your just thoughts? to clarify no is the answer to that what are your thoughts on it Wayne do you know what I don't you're really very, have you're, any you're, so you're very pro Grovemore I know that you're you know you're, I, you're, I absolutely am I'm pro board of management too mm-hmm. but because you got to be careful what you say here. I think there's a lot of stuff going on that um, shouldn't be going on. That's my opinion on it. What's your opinion on it? Damien? My opinion. <laughs> it's a tough question, isn't it? It really is a tough question. Um, and the heat doesn't help either. Yeah, yeah. Look, I understand what what go like. I know, I know the work that goes into the board. I know it is mind-boggling and thankless, and you get more grief than you than you get positively. I know that. And had I been on the board at the time of the other three amigos podcast, I'd be like, oh. you'd deal with it differently, wouldn't you? I would have dealt with the podcast differently. Hmm. That's a big thing. And, and I would say I would have dealt with the podcast differently. I would have embraced the podcast just like when I was on the board. We uh, set up a an unofficial CCFC forum um, username to respond to people on the forum. Kept it, kept it, kept it all up, kept the talk going. Different. I would have used I would have used a podcast and I would have used unofficial methods of communication to communicate with fans. And but I this think- is this this is why Forrest won't work in my opinion. It's because you have people who are going for the board because they care. They're probably good at their day-to-day jobs. Running a football club is different. Mm. They're inexperienced. At least if you have someone like Grovemore and they have experience, you know, and we can go places. It's plain obvious now that the club is, we're at rock bottom. We're absolutely rock bottom. Footballing-wise, we're rock bottom. And I think off the field, outside of 2009, we're probably rock bottom as well. So I think we're in danger of getting, slipping even more. And I think that this proves that communication is, is lacking within this club. Yeah, I agree and with you. They can either take this news in a bad way and say, oh, those three b- are together at it. 
<laughs> or they could actually embrace it and figure out these lads are able to contact Peter Risdale, get a reply, mm. get all this information and go, do you know what? Let's work with them. Let's actually work in the same direction and not try and pull apart. Because every podcast we say at the end, lads, we need to start not having a pop off the club. Let's be positive. Yeah. Let's be positive. But every week something happens and every week we're kind of going, <laughs> like we're not intentionally trying to rip the club apart. We're not. We're not. We're, we're not, not doing we're not. it. They're doing it. And we're just finding out. Because people are telling us. People are now DMing us, WhatsApping yeah. us information, knowing that we won't say who it is. And then this dropped today, and it's pure fact. Because we have yeah. it in writing from that person. So nobody at the club can go, oh, what's this? This is bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's, it's, it's fact. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Decky, what, what are your thoughts on this um, at the moment? Uh, what look, do you think? I, t- I genuinely don't know. Because when the first email came in, it was so unexpected. You know, because I said, we'd send, we'd send numerous emails and they never got a response. And I was sitting here working away. Yeah, and, and that's not just to, that's not to Peter Rizal. That's to the club and everything. We, we never get responses. Like, hang on, lads. There's an, something in the inbox. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And when I saw who it was from, I just kind of went, oh, wow, you know? And then when I saw that, you know, I said, okay, this is going to put the Munster Football Association in the spotlight. And and rightly so, you know? I mean, it's it turned as cross as the Munster Football Association's ground. They can do what they want with it, by all means. But surely there's a responsibility on them to enter into meaningful negotiations. If they don't like where those negotiations take them, then by all means, pull out, go away, do whatever it is you want to do. But surely you can't make those decisions until such time as you've had meaningful negotiation, you know? So that's the first thing. Then as we got a bit deeper into it and, and, you know, we said on a couple of emails, you know, we kept probing about the call option, you know, and and will he give up the call option because we've been told he he will. And eventually he came back and said, we are not walking away. We have never given a timeline and we are not walking away. And that completely and utterly contradicts what members have been told, you know. And that for me is the is the very difficult thing to understand. Is there a lack of communication between Grovemore and the Board of Management? Did the Board of Management misinterpret what Grovemore told them. Because if you remember, the Board of Management have been have been asked, have you got that declaration, read a call option in writing? And we were told, no, because if that was to be put in writing, then the whole call option would have to be changed, etc., etc. And that couldn't be done. But Grovemore are, are, are honest and they're upstanding and we can take them at their word and we have no concern that they won't give us back the call option in November or December, January, whatever month during that period, if it's not feasible for them to take over. Peter Ridsdale is saying the complete opposite to us. And let's be, let's be fair, Peter Ridsdale's around football a long time. He knew who he was talking to. He knew it was three guys in a podcast in Cork. You know, our signature on the email is our logo, the three podcast, or the three, the other three amigos podcast. I can't even say it now. He knew he, he, he was talking to. I have no doubt in his first email when he said the MFA weren't willing to negotiate um, in any meaningful way. We were told that for a reason, you know, and here we are again. He's not a fool. He has said these things. He has put them in writing. You know, for whatever reason, I don't know. But it's not somebody who's just whimsically throwing things out there randomly to three strangers. You know, I don't believe that for a second. You know, this man's around donkey's ears, you know. And I've no doubt some people call, oh, he's using E to do X, Y or Z. I don't care. We're the only ones who are getting information to the membership, you know. 
I, I kind of start to get annoyed now when I think about that because there's numerous questions in the Forest Forum that still remain unanswered three weeks after they were put up there. You know, communications at an all-time low. I, I, I thought we would never see as bad a communication as we had in 2018, 2019 when the financial meltdown was taking place. Communication now was worse and we're melting mm. down again. And I don't care what anybody says, this club is melting down again. Um, and nobody will change okay. my mind on it. It's rock and it's up really, to the board of management to, to to start putting things right, you know. Okay. Grovemore okay. aren't going um, anywhere. That's I'm, great. I'm pro Grovemore. I'm pro takeover. I want to see them take over because this again shows Forrest are not capable of running a piss up in a brewery, not a minor professional football club, right? But, see, I, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I do think Forrest could run it. I, I do. If it's, if I, I know, based on I what? Know, I know. Based I, on what now? If you, okay, based I'm gonna, I'm gonna, on. A proper, proper, proper structure and, you know... I agree, but listen to me. If you get people like John O'Sullivan to start, right, who was very good for this football club at the start, you get all, say, the top five board members you've ever had. Three is it or they're gone. And five chumps come in. So people like that could create the best structure. You have Declan Carey, John O'Sullivan, you've got a super team, right? And five years later, you get five chumps come in and they tear it down from the inside again. And this is the problem we're going to have. And that's going down. Forward. I think that's down to the membership to make sure that the right people get Here, into the right positions. Yeah, but we haven't been able to for eleven years. So what's going to happen in twenty years? The only way this club can survive yeah. the way it is is if you have a, a proper CEO in place, guaranteed, or an owner who has nothing to do with yeah. fans. The, the the thing about the CEO, yeah, okay. So you get a CEO, and and that way that that creates. Um, you know that creates someone who's who oversee you know who works with boards throughout the years and things like that. Uh, and yeah, you're, yeah, I think you're right. You need you need a business person in that position who who will run who like the again. I, I keep going back. I think the the, the board management are probably just a bit too involved in the in the in the club. I, I don't know if they are anymore, but I know you know it was something that I I witnessed when I was probably on the board. There was just too much involvement, uh, and that goes back to when there wasn't a general manager or a CEO. I know the board had to step in and they looked after it. Then I think now, um, you know, there's just too much, too much interference, too much interference, and that's what's ca- that's what's causing the, the problem. And you've got people who, and, and nothing against, you know, uh, the board each have their own strengths and stuff like that. But I don't think you've got anyone there um, with a very very strong. Well, yeah, I suppose you'd have. Uh, I know Garwood would would, would be a. Uh, a decent businessman, but you'd have, you'd need more people with a very strong business uh, mind, and um, if you if you need someone on the board like that. But anyway, look, that's 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 that. We could go on all night. At the end of the day, that was on this week's Tap Investigates. That was this week's Tap Investigates. We will have more on this, and uh, we do. We are putting an invitation out. If um, if any if if anyone on the board would like to maybe pop on to us sometime and uh, give their side of it. it would be great and um, but at the end of the day there you go um from from us we're hoping to communicate to to, to I, members that yeah sorry go ahead can i just want to add one thing here no damien there's no point in people coming back to us asking us questions we don't have the answers we've just told people everything that we know we've just told people everything we've gotten from peter ridsdale if you want answers Go to the board of management and ask them the questions and get your answers from them. And do not stop asking until such time as fans and members get the answers that are needed to get this club back on an even keel. Because if we don't do it now, we're dead in the water. I'm 
than people, we are dead in the water. So either you go out now, you put your pressure on the board of management and you get the answers that are needed, or you kiss your club's arse goodbye, good luck, and God bless, because people are turning their backs in droves. No, but this is, like, people are turning their backs in droves in this club. Every time we lose Mm. a game, the club's brand is damaged. Season ticket sales are damaged. Jersey sales are damaged. Merchandise sales are damaged. The good name of the club is damaged. We went up to Wexford last Friday night, you know, and people aren't going to put up with that shit for much longer. And this club will be down, done and dusted because there'll be nobody going through the gates of Turner's Cross next year to pay their money to get players in to pay the wages and everything else now's the time to act people want the answers go and get the answers you deserve don't ask us we're the wrong people to ask go ask the board of management I think the hard part here is there's a few people at the club I think that aren't I think that the result was wasn't the worst result to come up with, come up with. now my theory is at the start of the season, I remember saying a draw against Wexford would have been good because we were on a serious bad streak, four or five losses. Like, we're not, and we should have gone out there. We two choices. We either defend and get a point with 10 men or we go and attack, maybe lose, but try and win the game. And we went for the draw, and people are happy with it. I think we're going beyond the point now at this stage because people don't give <laughs> no, people, people, don't, people don't care anymore because what's happened here is that you get the usual core support we're going, but... Nobody really gives a shit anymore. Yeah, I, I do think that you you could be right there, and you even see that um, on the CCFC forums. It's it's like match the match weeks before you can have six or seven pages before Friday. Lucky to have two pages now uh, of discussion on the on the forums. You can see the the drop off there, and I do think oh, that's yeah. because people. You're right. I don't think people care anymore. I, I I think a lot of people have just given yeah whatever given up uh, so you know, and the journalists out there it's I, I, not I, I, just I, I, up to the, the members either leave the journalists go ask questions though as well you know put it back on them as well they're not asking questions though. that's the thing the only journalist when you were doing it was asking questions was kicked out so <laughs> they're looking at that going if I ask this question am I going to lose my job because I'm getting paid by the Echo or the Examiner or Red FM or whoever they're not going to ask these questions because they've seen you've been turfed out yeah, but this, is, this is this is this is stuff you'd be asking no, I know. Yeah, but this isn't stuff you'd be asking Colin Healy in a press conference anyway. This is yeah, stuff you'd be going you, you to board management. You, you, yeah. No, there's, there's a nice little yeah, thing going on here now where you don't ask tough questions. But uh, no, what, he, what he's saying, Wayne, is that, you know, the, these, aren't, they're, they're, these questions aren't, aren't to be asked to Colin. These are, these are, you go out, you get the board, and you start asking questions to them. It's the same thing. No, but they're not going to do that either. They can't do that. Like, when's it, like, who's going to go out there and ask the board anything about this? this? Nobody's going to Declan will do it. Of course. Nah, we're gone, no, pa- I won't. We're gone I'll past look- the f- we're, Our we're club no, is yeah, done. If Grove were to take over this football club, we're done. Well, at least they've got, you know, you could be old and grey, about 52 years old by the time they um, by the time they, they, they take over, which is great. You can wait for the rest of your life, Wayne. Uh, but coming up in part two, uh, we will be chatting to Jessica Farry um, from Sligo Rovers. Well, she's not from, she's from Sligo, but she's a Sligo Rovers fan. About the match, uh, the FAI Cup match, on Sunday, we'll also take a look back at the Wexford match. Plenty to talk about in that one. And uh, we've got questions for the lads. Uh, last words join us in part two for lots more fun, frolics, and fun. Uh, <laughs> fun, funny, fun. well done, um, I, well done. Thanks very much. Cheers. Um, <laughs> first, a word from MLO. First, a word from MSC. <laughs> Take three, but first, 
Award from MSNBC.com. <laughs> See you in part two, Tungtapos. <laughs> MSCCasino.com, Ireland's new and exciting online bookmaker and casino. Sign up today and see what lies in store for you. You'll find a wide range of markets on a huge selection of sports from across the globe. Play for fun and rewards at MSCCasino.com. Please gamble responsibly. 18 and over. Visit gambleaware.ie. Welcome back to Power 2, Toe Tappers. Um, a great crack before the first half. We are joined. Uh, obviously, this Sunday, we've got the FAI Cup match. Um, well, <laughs> they say a match. It's just a one-sided affair, I reckon. Um, but it, there's two teams going to be on the pitch. But anyway, uh, we were going to have that this Sunday against Sligo Rovers. Now, you might remember back in 2017, Sligo Rovers were our B team. It was great. Um, it was fantastic. It was lovely. It was, <laughs> let's send a, let's take a few more players from Sligo. Ah, let's send, send a few lads on loan to Sligo. Now they are just looking down at us going, ha, 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 ha. We're joined by Jessica Farry. Jessica, welcome along to the pod. Tell everybody who you were and what you do and why in the name of God do you support Sligo Rovers? I became acquainted with Damien last year during lockdown when we ended up uh, being the dynamic duo on Sligo Rovers live quizzes and uh, a virtual match um, when we had nothing else to do basically and people were desperate to talk football so that's when myself and Damien somehow an unlikely pairing ended up getting to know each other um, and how I ended up supporting Sligo Rovers was basically... Um, I'm the youngest with three older brothers and I've no sister. So it was only ever football in my house. And then when I was younger, it was either Sligo Rovers on a Saturday night or mass. So I think <laughs> I made the right choice. Well, um, we, we've, we, I tell you, we've been doing a lot of praying down here lately, actually, um, which, which is, which is, which has been a killer. But anyway, um, look, I suppose, um, Dwayne and Declan, would you like to, would I say anything to Jessica? Are you, are you okay? Are you just, just want to sit back and. No, uh, this, this is your this is your territory. No, you drive on. Well, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so Wayne, you've not you've not. I, I know Declan. Gave no, me. it's just it's just hard watching Sligo doing so well and us doing so crappily. When mm. four or five, like, we've always been a kind of a, a bigger team for years, and now it's just like it's flipped. It's yeah. It's karma. Up. It's karma for John Coffey <laughs> stealing all of our players. That's what yeah. it is. Fully agree. <laughs> Stealing? How much? How much did we give you for Toby out of <laughs> He oh, stole money off us for him. Um, I, did, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> um, is there any chance we could get like a refund on him or anything like that? We, you know, we could pretty much do with money. Take Gary Buckley back at this stage, wouldn't we? Oh, we'd love Gary Buckley back. You oh, can't yeah. have Gary Buckley back, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, so just tell us, Jess. Um, how has how's like us? So look, we're in the first division. We're not bothered about the Premier Division. We we you know we don't really look up there anymore. Uh, tell us, how, how has Sligo season been going so far? The season has been going really, really well. Um, currently second in the table, uh, St. Pat's and Shamrock Rovers are joined top. Uh, both Sligo Rovers and Shamrock Rovers So you're third. We're third, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll like to join second to two boys above. Go on anyway. Uh, but, um, so basically, I think Sligo Rovers has surprised a lot of people this year. We won't talk about Europe midweek because that was a bit of a blip, shall we say. The game against F8 of Hafner Fjorder, they probably should have beaten Hafner Fjorder. Um, they didn't, so we'll forget about it. But things have been going really, really well. Um, there's been a couple of, I suppose, surprise results. Um, losing to Waterford wasn't really great yesterday. 
Um, they lost to Drogheda. Drogheda, actually, believe it or not, were probably the best team that's played against Sligo Rovers in the showgrounds this year. Drogheda won 2-1 a while back. Um, Sligo Rovers have been absolutely flying it and then Gary Buckley got injured and they ended up, I think, losing two games. His The first two games he missed, they lost and then they drew with Derry. So thankfully, Gary Buckley is back. Um, uh, obviously, he's such an important player now that he's a centre-back. So things have been going really well. Obviously, there's talk of title contention. Um, people are kind of hopeful, but I think maybe reality is setting in that when it's a long season, a title isn't exactly an easy thing when you've got a smaller squad. They've added a couple of players. Um, so fingers crossed things go well. And yeah, it's all talk of the top three here in Sligo anyway. Did you just say, thankfully, <laughs> Gary Buckley is back? I said, thankfully, Gary Buckley is back. That, yeah. I've never heard we've, any we've, supporter ever say that. Do you know, like that's, I don't know. He has been, like... Yeah. So uh, Gary, I think Gary, Gary Buckley was he 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 played he was a very very he played lots of games for us uh, all through the the double winning season and and the following season, um, but he was I don't know why he was made a scapegoat a lot actually down here. There was a lot of people kind of just didn't think he was Wayne would be one of them actually who who would have thought um, <laughs> you, you could you could see it, um, but well, he yeah go on yeah he was centre back for us for a year. Remember Tommy Dunn played him centre back. Then he moved into the middle. And then he went up kind of number 10. Mm. He was never suited number 10. No, no. And that was his problem, I think. And Yeah, he's kind of a player and he's confidence and he's obviously got great confidence up in Sligo. So I think... He, was, he, he played as a midfielder last year and then he was quite good. And then in a couple of games towards the end of the season, I think there was a few injuries and he ended up going centre-back and everyone was like, oh Jesus, he's good at centre-back. And then Greg Bolger obviously signed this year. So... You've three good central midfielders already in Bolger, David Cawley and Niall Morahan. So to fit Gary Buckley in, he was converted into a full-time, full centre-back. And he has actually been absolutely outstanding we, in every game he's played this year. He's been brilliant. We were devastated, actually, because we, we, we thought Greg Bolger might come back. For some strange reason, we were saying, oh, Greg, Greg, he's going to come back. He's coming back to Cork. He's coming back to Cork. And then when he sent for Sligo, obviously, we realised that, yes, we are that bad. No, we, he's not coming to us at all. Um, but um, so who've been? Who, which players have been your standout? I know uh, uh, young for John John Kenny John John Joe Kenny is it John John Kenny Johnny Kenny Johnny Kenny, Kenny. yeah. Is it, who's been the Johnny standout Kenny. player? You see, I've obviously mentioned Gary Buckley, and I know you're you're all sneering there when I mention. We're not. We're not. We're we're, we're we're crying. You're jealous. jealous we are. We are. Luck, okay. But if you ask most people in Sligo, they would tell you that Gary Buckley has been the standout player this year. But aside from him. Um, Jordan Gibson has been brilliant. I think most people would tell you they knew absolutely nothing about him, even though he was a Pats last year. Um, he knows how to score a good goal, and most of his goals are class. Um, Greg Bulger, obviously, he doesn't need any introduction. You guys know him quite well. Whatever. Such a difference Greg Bulger makes. Like, he missed he missed Sunday, obviously, because he was suspended, which is obviously what comes with having a player like Greg Bulger. And he missed the second leg of the European game because he was suspended, having got sent off in the first leg. So as you can see, they lost all three of those games because Greg Bulger was gone for them, you know. Um, what a difference he makes. Um, and I think this is one thing as well with games being behind closed doors is that we can hear everything that goes on the pitch. Obviously, there's there's fans now. We, for the first few games, we could hear absolutely everything. And you could hear him just like roaring at his teammates in a good way, like, you know, absolutely roaring at them. And you can see why lads, you know, will play with him there um, and give it their all. Whereas when he's not there, maybe lads can relax a little bit more, which isn't really good. 
Um, and Johnny Kenny, you mentioned, sorry, I've gone off on a tangent here about Greg Bolger, but Johnny Kenny, it's yeah, he's fine. 18. We're, we're, we're just here. Je- we are the most jealous three guys you'll ever meet in your life right now. Uh, tell, but, but, yeah, I just. <laughs> and Johnny I Kenny, can't believe sorry. Pe- I can't believe players talk to each other around the pitch. I'm just going to say, if, if you come to Turners Cross, it's a, believe, I, I thought I was passing exciting. a primary school when, uh, when, when I passed uh, Turners Cross on the pitch. It just sounds like a bunch of 12 year olds play. No, I'm joking. It's not. Uh, I thought I was deaf. I thought there was something wrong with my hearing when I was at a match because I didn't hear anything. So it's amazing. Uh, yeah, okay. Anyway. Anyway, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. Just to just to, just rub it in more about Greg Bolger, why don't you? Well, we'll move on from Greg because Greg probably gets a lot of credit. <laughs> on to Ronan Corlin. <laughs> well, he's, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was just about to say it. Um, but yeah, Johnny Kenny, he's 18. Uh, just did his leaving cert. Son of club legend Johnny Kenny Sr. Um, he kind of came out of nowhere. He was with the 17s, spelled with the 19s. And um, he's been really, really good. I always say about Johnny, he's got four goals this season. One was chalked off because it was actually an own goal. So I think everybody thought he had a hat-trick against Bowes, but it was only two goals because one was, I think, quite a blatant OG. Um, but one thing I'll say is nobody is ever allowed to dilly-dally on the ball with Johnny Kenny around them because he will force you into a mistake and score from him. He's got absolutely bags of confidence. Like He will chase every single lost cause and usually ends up winning it and can score a goal from it. He's so, so good. I can't imagine him being in Ireland for too long, if I'm honest with you. Um, but for now, he's at Sider over, so they will uh, make use of him for now anyway. And it's great to have him there because he makes such a difference. Do you know, I, I'm now... I was just going to ask you, Jessica, because you have that tie up with Everton now. So it was kind of kind of presumed that um, that might be a route that, that young Kenny would end up taking eventually. Yeah, I think so. Um, and obviously there was slight complications and stuff with Brexit and um, lads under 18 yeah. going over to the UK and everything like that now. But Johnny is now 18. So um, if if there was an option there, I would imagine there's a lot of people looking at Johnny Henney, like as they always look in Ireland anyway, but I would imagine that he's he's quite a viable option for a lot of clubs because he's at that stage where he, he could probably do with some really, really top class coaching he would learn a lot from he's learning anyway like I mean and obviously at home his father is a Sligo Rovers legend as it is so he learns a lot from that um, but there's a couple of other options too you know apart from Johnny Kenny you've got lads like John Mahan, Niall Moore and even the two goalkeepers Ed McGinty and Luke McNicholas there's loads of really really talented young lads who've come through Sligo Rovers own academy the last while so it's a matter of holding on to them I don't know if they will like you know well there's no Cork City to take them anymore two keepers we haven't got one keeper <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I, I was there going, oh, it'll be great to get Jessica on. She'll, she'll, she'll chat away. And all I'm doing, I'm sitting, sat here now in a fit of depression. Um, and then I'm like kind of going, oh, yeah. Anyway, that's how that's how a club should be done. Lads. We were we were only we were talking about how a club should be run. And obviously, Sligo Rovers, you know, massive fan. Um, I mean, so much about fans in the fundraising and all that. And obviously down in Cork, we... we we have we have lots of fans. Um, our fundraising not as good as you. You've got a uh, Colin, 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 Fio, Fio, Fio. Uh, the the CEO does a, an amazing job up there, um, and and I think he's definitely the the bar. I think of CEOs in Ireland. I would say Colin is probably the the, the one to aim okay, for. Okay, D- Damien, Damien, Damien. What? They'll give you another gig. Don't worry. No, but genuinely, oh, look, okay. it, it's. I've dealt with a few, and I think Colin. Bingo, well. friends. Yeah, he's. But we did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, look, let's move on because the lads are going to be mocking me for the rest of the night. Um, so Sunday, 
FAI Cup. Here we go. We're ready for it. Are Sly, are you re- are you relishing playing Cork City again? Um, I don't know how to answer that question without insulting uh, everybody <laughs> at Cork City. But I would imagine it's the other way around. I would think that you guys are relishing playing Sligo Rovers towards the no. top of the Premier Division. You know, like no, we're not. We're we're absolutely <laughs> bricking it. We don't no. we don't want to play Sligo. We were we we did a we had a moment of silence last week when the draw was announced. We recorded on Tuesday, and it came out obviously at six thirty four. So our FAI Cup run lasted from six thirty to six thirty four, uh, and that was it. We're we're done then. Um, so that's very negative. That is very negative. Yeah, if you've oh, seen sorry. the way, yeah, Would if you, you've you, seen you, the way we're playing, yeah. this you'll know why we're being negative. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, the one thing Would is, you guys, we, sorry, go on. No, go on, Jessica, work away. Well, I was just no, going to say that the one thing about Slider Overs this season is that in the games where you think, all right, they'll walk this, they don't. So they obviously lost to Waterford yesterday. Um, before Europe, they, sc- well, I'm going to say scraped over the line 1-0 against, uh, against Longford, but they didn't really have too many other chances. Longford actually did defend quite well, so credit to Longford. Shane Elworthy had one of his best games, I'd say. But still, they only beat them 1-0. And then you're looking at, they played Bowles a few weeks ago when Bowles were like the forum team and they absolutely annihilated Bowles 4-0 at the showgrounds um, where you thought, oh, this is going to be a really tough game this evening. And they end up hammering them and then they struggle against other teams. So it's so hard to predict, you know. And I listen, they, they should beat Cork City, but I'm not saying it'll be as easy as we all think. I'm gonna, oh, I could look will. really stupid. I could look really it stupid. Just it, first, you know. <laughs> yeah, it will, trust me. <laughs> De- Deck, you were going to say something there a few minutes ago. Yeah, I was just going to ask Jessica what was the expectation around team selection and things like that. Would you be expecting Liam Buckley to go with his strongest eleven, or would you expect him um, because he looks at us and and looks at the league table and says these guys are absolutely no danger to us whatsoever? That he he mixes in a, a mix of reserve team players and and first team players, or maybe even goes with a full reserve team. Um. Knowing Liam Buckley, he'll take nothing for granted. So I do think he'll put out a fairly strong team. I would expect, I think Greg Bolger might actually play because he hasn't played for the oh, last God. two games. Um, there's, there's a few injuries like, so he probably hasn't got as full a squad as he would have liked. I do think he might rest someone like Niall Morahan and play new sign-in Seamus Kill. He was with the club. He's a, he's a graduate of the underage system. He went to Southampton. So he's just back from Southampton. Oh, he's only 19, but he's Christ. come on. Come on in a couple of games, played in Europe. Um, new signing Adam McDonald also. Uh, you guys might remember him from Shells. Um, he is. He just came, he went to Ipswich and then he was with Boreham Wood. So he just signed as well. So those guys might start. I don't know. Um, I, I don't expect it to be a, a second, well, it probably will be a second string team, but I do think their second string team anyway isn't too bad, if you get me. Yeah, I'm so depressed those, right all now. All those new lads that you've brought in coming back from England, and is are you looking to loan them out for the rest of the season or anything? Damien will put them up in the spare bed. Not a bother. No problem. Yeah, the depression now really has sunk in. Uh, we try to be. We try to stay positive. Um. Yeah. You know what? Though it's funny when you say that because every I said to someone rang me earlier and they were like. They said something like uh, the Rovers game next weekend. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, the Cork game. It's on Sunday. And then they were like, yeah, but when when's the Cup game again? Who are they playing in the Cup? And I was like, 
no, it's Cork in the cup. And they were like, oh, Jesus, I forgot Cork were in the first division. And I'm always like, me too, because every so often it dawns on me. Like, if think about it. If you had full fans, if you could have everybody at, at the game uh, and the weather was good, we usually get an OK crowd from Cork. What a day it would be. But anyway, things mm-hmm. obviously aren't going so well down yeah. there, so maybe not. Mm. Let's make a deal, OK? Yeah, this is so- something I keep pointing out, that, that the rest of the Premier Division miss Cork City in the division because... If you compare the numbers we bring to games with the numbers Longford bring to games, and that's no disrespect to Longford, it really it's is that every other Premier League division club uh, an amount of money every year by the fact that we're not in the division. Yeah, but I suppose yeah. no one's allowed to bring away fans this year anyway, are they? So it doesn't really make a difference. Oh no, I know, but I'm just talking in general, you know, over as you said. They don't um, miss yeah. us directly. Next year. They don't miss us, no. They don't miss us. Okay. No. Nobody no. likes us. Nobody no. cares. No one likes us. No one likes us. Let's make a deal, Jessica. So yeah. you refer to Cork City as Cork, and we refer to Sligo as Sligo. Sligo now, we yeah. know that you like to be called Rovers, and we like to be called City. So from now on, let's make a pact. Let's make a pact, okay, between uh, between Sligo Rovers and Cork City, okay? We will refer to you as Rovers if you refer to us as City. So it's not the Cork game, it's the City game. The and City we, game, gotcha. gotcha. And we, we're going to say we're, gonna, we're, playing, we're playing Rovers on Sunday. And gotcha. that, that will annoy the Shamrock Rovers, you see. It's great, right? It's great. We do enjoy that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you very quickly, um, I'm going to ask you for a prediction. A prediction on Sunday, Jessica. I'm going to say 3-1 Sly Rovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We normally try to be positive we're, here. We're not scoring. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, 3-1. One goal? What? Um, that, that'd be... You're so kind, Jess. You're, you're going above and beyond. You're going above and beyond. Um, Wayne, give me a prediction. I'm going one in the Cork City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Declan, give me, give me, give me your prediction. <sighs> okay, look, it, it really depends on the team that Sligo put out and what kind of attitude they take into it. If he goes, you know, if they're they're on their game and whatnot, we have no chance. But I'm going to say they might be a little off and it might only be 2-0, two 2-0, nil, two nil, two nil Rovers. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'll probably go with 3-0 Rovers. That's, that's I, I, don't, I don't think we'll score. I, I just don't think we'll score. And I think, I think our, our lads at the back will not be able for Premier Division strikers. Uh, they haven't come up across them this season. Um, and I think um, I think that's that's what's going to happen. Um, Jessica, that's it, I think. I think we're going to leave you off now because I'm, I'm off to basically throw myself and uh, into my daughter's swimming pool. Um, Sorry for ruining the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, gone. Groundhog day. I'm going, worry. yeah. Um, anyway, thanks for joining us under the Other Three Amigos podcast. Uh, we're not going to wish you the best of luck for Sunday. We'll wish you personally the very best of luck. However, thanks, we, won't, we won't wish uh, we won't wish Rovers. Remember that pact now, Jessica? Yeah, listen, I wish City all the best. It might not, you know, come to anything, but I'm wishing City all the best. Right. Uh, thanks very much, Jessica. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys, Adios. so much. Thanks, thanks Jessica. Thank you. Appreciate bye. it. Bye-bye. 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 On Friday night, we played Wexford. Um, there was no change in the lineups. However, um, well, there was a change. So no, no change except... Uh, Rona Hurley came back into the team. B went to right back and Gordon Walker got dropped. The result was nil all. It now leaves us in ninth position. Well, we were in ninth. We're still in ninth. We're now three points behind Cove Ramblers and we are on, uh, we're still nine points off the playoffs, um, which with the results went in our way, basically, on that one uh, with Bray drawing. It was another nil all loss 
We, okay, I will head. So myself and Declan went to the match. Uh, Wayne, you watched it on the stream. Okay, we'll come to the end of the match later on because obviously something happened towards the end, which was we were personally involved in. Um, but we'll let's have a quick chat about the match. Uh, Wayne, what were your thoughts? I on don't the- give a shit, actually. The state of this club is a disgrace. Yeah, I agree with you. And this I was going to say, we're literally in a place where either you laugh or you cry. There's no, there's no in between, you know. It's just, it's one extreme now or the other, you know. And I know, Damien, we were in Wexford Friday night and, like, it was the most I laughed in the last 18 months with everything that had gone on in the world. That last 20 minutes was was the funniest 20 minutes of, of the last 18 months. But it was all in the back of us realising that we were never going to score a goal. We weren't even going to try and score a goal from that point on. And it just became... Let's take the piss out of everything, out of ourselves, out of the situation, out of the linesman, out of the performance, out of everything else. And it really was a let's laugh or we'll just cry situation, you know. So we went with the laugh, but you can't keep laughing forever. Like, you know, things need to change and they have to change or we'll be crying but forever I, I because the club will be gone again, you know. The the, the season's written off uh, and... I suppose. Look, let's just just so just quickly on it. Um, we went down to ten men. Obviously, Alec Byrne got sending off two, uh, an early booking in the uh, very very early on, and then he was a red carded for a tackle, which I didn't think was a red card, but clearly it was. But anyway, uh, I was given a bit of stick to the ref over it. Um, but I was I was firmly put in my place by Declan actually. And um, it is only our second clean sheet. It's sorry, it's Wexford's second clean sheet all season. Yeah, so that's, it's their second clean sheet. They've only kept two, and one was against us. And we created, we didn't create much. Kia Murphy had a snapshot. There was one snapshot from Kia Murphy, which was a lovely shot, actually. We had a couple of chances from corners as well. Ronan and Hurley nearly put one in. I thought that was gone in. I was after doing a dance around the stadium, but then I realized it was after in the back. Wexford did look very comfortable in a fantastic number 10, Jack Doherty, where he literally, he, he ran the game. He ran the game, really. And we then, and this, this, was, this was my issue. So we all remember the Bray match. We took off our, our, our attacking players and we brought on defenders. And I, I, fit, I actually couldn't believe it when it was happening again against Wexford. And all I could think was, it's going to happen again. Bray is going to happen again. It's going to happen again. They're going to score in 94 minutes. And I was in line. And, and you know this day. I was in line with the back line. And I looked across at one stage and there was nine players camped in one straight line on the edge of the box. And they didn't know what to do. There were so many of them there. It, 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 I was waiting for one of the Wexford players to come through. Trip over a leg. It was a penalty. I lost the rag. Um, I did. I, I, I was jumping around like, <laughs> like a lunatic. And uh, it was it was actually soul-destroying. It was soul-destroying to see how far we've fallen. But I, I came to the conclusion that, look, we're not, we're not, we're not Cork City anymore. We're not the mighty Cork City. And this is, this is our level. Our level now is we're a mid-first division team. Yeah. But this is where we are, Wayne. Uh, you I'm, know, not you it. I'm not having it. No, no. I'm not having that. Like, it's just, it's bad management. It's bad. I don't know. I think, I personally, it's too late to fix it. But I still this think This season is, yeah. No, I think the club in general, if Grovemore do not take over, if they take over, we'll be back again. If they don't, we're screwed. Because it's the same shit every week. On the field, off the field, the fan base, everyone's just pissed off and we're accepting this shit. And Dickie said at the start of the season, we can't be accepting mediocrity. That's what we're fucking doing. We're accepting but we, but the, shit this. This. Is the, this is the level we're at now. We're, this is you where know, we are. It's, you yeah. know, we have it's to amazing it. that it's amazing to me that Damien has said that because that was going to be my big revelation from the game. That towards the end of the game, standing above in Wexford in Ferry Carrick Park, I stood there 
And I said, like, when we were kicking for touch and we were just clear on board, it was a couple of times I turned around and I said, for f- sake, we are Cork City. What is going on? And as I was driving home, the same thing that happened to Amy and dawned on me as I was driving home. Yes, we're Cork City, but Cork City no longer stands for this powerhouse of Irish football. It no longer stands for a Premier Division club. It no longer stands for this 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 conglomerate of a club in 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 all its glory in the biggest city or the biggest county in the country. Cork City now stands for a shitty, useless first division football club, and unfortunately, that's what we are. So we need to get away from this thinking of the mighty Cork City and we're this and we're that and we're the other thing. We are Cork City. We are bottom, second from bottom of the Irish First Division and we are nothing as a club. We have no standing in the game. Players don't want to come down here because of the position we were in. It was hard enough to get players down here when we were top of the Premier Division. We're not getting players down here, no. We need to start a complete rebuild from the ground up. And as you said, if Grovemore aren't here to do that rebuild, I genuinely believe we're in we're in all kinds of trouble. We're 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 on our way out, you know. And I said on the very first episode of this, I said we had a two year window to get ourselves out of this division before we were playing in front of five hundred people in Turner's Cross. We were an amateur club, part time, no budget, and that I still believe that without fail. If we're not promoted next year, kiss your arses goodbye, lads, because the club will never be again what it once was. And I stand by that. Might as well end the pod here, like, seriously, what's the point anymore? I just, shit. Doom and depression. Uh, let's continue with yeah. some more doom and, and depression. And here's, and here's the thing, Damien. I hate this. I hate it. I hate having to come on here every week and be depressed and be gloomy and be giving out about this and be giving out about that. We all want to come on and talk about great football, fantastic wins, great, great players, great tactical displays, but we can't because they're not there, you know, and it's just, it's soul destroying and it's hard to do this every week. And I know people go, listen to them, they're complaining about doing a pod, just don't do it like, you know, well, not doing it isn't an option because we want to keep doing it because, you know, people listen to it and people enjoy it. But, I just genuinely love to come to on for three weeks running. <laughs> just come, yeah, just come on for three weeks running and have something positive to, to 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 speak about every week. Like, do we need a fourth amigo? Do we need like some fella on happy pills to come in here every week? <laughs> like, products. <laughs> fire up, fire up one there again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know, I know. It it, it is. It's it, okay. Let's 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 try and. Um, Colin Healy, we, we noticed, so we were standing across, and Colin Healy, he didn't move from the dugout all the second half and most of the first half. Now, my thoughts on that are, I think he just wanted to give Richie Holland, they wanted, he wanted the players to hear a different voice. I think that's that's my thoughts on that one. Um, anyone else have any thoughts on, on why Healy didn't get out of the bench? It's kind of the only thing that makes sense, really. He had no assistant manager for such a long time. That maybe, as you you know, maybe he felt the players would benefit from hearing somebody else, from hearing a different voice during the course of the game, and he just decided to step back and and because to be fair, Richie Holland was talking to Colin Healy an awful lot, and then going and um, delivering the instructions and whatnot. Yeah. So it's very possible that you're correct that he just wanted a different voice or the players to hear a different mm. voice. It's the only thing that makes yeah. sense because, yeah. but visually, we the visuals on it look, was, were try. terrible. I have nothing bad said about Colin Healy, so yeah, I agree. At full time, um, we all, as a couple of the fans had gathered down by the corner for, over by the corner uh, as, we were, as we were leaving, we watched the players shake hands uh, with the Wexford players and then make their way to the dressing room and yourself, Declan, you shouted at Beats, and Beats were over here. We're over here. 
So the players were basically just walking off without acknowledging the... I think it was probably about 40... Was there about 40 or 50 of us that travelled down? Yeah, I would have said somewhere was. between 40 and 50, yeah. So no. Beat said something back to you. You said something to him and he's... Go on. Yeah, Again, go on. It's, not, it's not like... It was just one of those situations where I was just, you know, we were still leaning on the fence. And then, you know, this was like being out in St. Mary's Park. You just lean on the rail, you walk over to the lines when it's three foot in front of you. You know, everybody can see everything and was very um, relaxed. And we just expected, every, there was an expectation that the players were going to come over, you know, show a bit of appreciation, applaud or whatnot. And they didn't. And like, they were walking away, they were walking off the pitch. And it just so happened Beats was the <coughs> was the nearest one. If it That's was Garrod, then I would have called Garrod. If it was Keen Murphy, I would have called Keen Murphy. It just so happened it was Beats. So I just said Beats. And he turned around and he looked over. And I think he said, yeah, what's up, or, you know... Or no, sorry. I said, Beats, we're here, you know. We're just here. And he said, yeah. He kind of said, yeah, what's wrong with you? And I said, I just said, look, a bit of appreciation would be nice. And we did. We couldn't hear his answer, which is fair enough, so I have no idea what he said. But the players were walking off the pitch, and nobody ah, would tell me. Ah, what's your wrong with you, buddies? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. No, I know Beats was on Red FM Saturday night and he said it was a thing and nothing and he's right, it was a thing and nothing. And he said it wasn't personal and he's right, it certainly wasn't personal because it could have been any player, not not just Beats. But the point still stands. And I mean, if people watch the end of the stream, you can quite clearly see it on the, at the end of the stream, at the end of the match. The players were leaving the pitch. There was no intention that they were coming over to us. In fact, Mark McNulty and and another couple of players walked towards us and would have seen us to shake hands with Wexford players. They could have easily raised their hands. They didn't. I'm not saying it was done deliberately or anything, but I'm just saying there was no players coming anywhere near us. And that is the thing. Then Colin Healy comes from the dugout side and he comes over applauding the fans and he brought the players no, over he, with him I'm, well the players followed him i don't think colin told the players to come over or anything else and there's no reason why he should players are big boys well, he's the manager yeah but look i don't understand and look i never played professional sports so i i mean me giving out about players now is about as ironic as things ever get but but you're a supporter and you're a supporter a long time and if a fans travel to an away match and the, the the general consensus is players will give them a clap or give them acknowledgement for traveling two and a half hours to go and watch them. And if they lose or they draw, it's even more reason for them to come over and say, look, thank you so much. We're sorry we couldn't do it. That kind of thing. That that happens. And that is worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't happen. It didn't. And nice. look, as I said, it is what it is. Graham Cummins wrote in the Echo that he felt the players were embarrassed. Um, and that's why they didn't come over, that they were embarrassed by the performance and by the result and whatnot, and that's what they came over. That's why they didn't come over. Stephen Beattie didn't agree with that either, which he's quite entitled to, not agree with it. But I don't know, is the, is the honest answer. I don't know why they didn't come over, but nobody will ever convince me that they were or that there was an intention on their behalf to come over because there wasn't. Absolutely none. And as I said, people can go watch the end of the stream. You can see it quite clearly. We, we will have to move on. This this part is going to be the longest. Now we're in 25. Yeah. And so just just in Colin Healy. And uh, so Colin Healy came over. We had a bit of a, you had a bit of a discussion with him, Decky, as well. What what, what was said? <laughs> why is it always me? That's the first question. That's why you spoke to him. How am I always the one who's in this bloody position? Like? Because it is always you. It, because yeah. you spoke to him. Nobody else. Yeah, well, look, Colin was applauding the fans and it just so happened he was walking straight at me and I caught his eye and I just said, Colin, you know, any chance Mind to come yourself. over? 
And <laughs> in fairness to him, he did. And he wasn't hiding from things. And I just said to him, look, Carl, we're all so frustrated by what we're, what we're seeing, what we're watching, you know? And he said, look, his answer was, like you were there, Damon. He was fairly passionate. He was fairly emotional in what he was saying, which is his right. And he was just saying, look, everybody's everybody's frustrated. Everybody's pissed off. But you can see how hard the players are working. You can see how hard they try. You can see how hard they run. They never stop trying tonight. We need people to stick with us. We need people behind us. But you guys have got to realise this is not 2017. And you people have got, you guys have got to realise that you don't know what the situation is at the club. And that was, that was an interesting thing for him to say. And he repeated it a couple of times. And I've been thinking about it since. And look, there's every possibility that in the heat of the moment he may have misspoke there's every possibility that he didn't misspeak and he, he clearly meant what he meant it's just I, I hope somebody follows up with him again maybe at the press conference and, and, and asks him about what was he referencing and what exactly was it that he was you were desperate to about. get back in there aren't you I, I kind like, of am no yeah after that one inside I, I kind of am yeah to be honest with you do you think he made friends again though do you think like it was like you know Hey, Deck, how are we getting on? You know, hey, buddy. Look, uh, I, you know, I have like I have so much respect for Colin Healy. It is frightening. The man was a brilliant player. I still I think he's a very good manager, and I think we need to give him a chance. You see, this is like Col- our, Wayne was saying a while ago. He would never have a word said against Colin Healy, and there was no music for him. The minute I speak nicely about anybody, it's all it's automatic love. It's all I told you, it's automatic love. Enough. Look. Somebody actually asked him, and it wasn't me, but somebody asked him, was was he actually okay? Because he had sat down all the second half and that he was, he looked like a man under a lot of pressure. And he, fair yeah, he, he is sta- under pressure. He started, under pressure. he started laughing and he said, Jesus, yeah, don't worry about me. I'm fine, you know, and whatnot. And he was walking away and some people, including myself, looks like, keep your head up. And I mean, the irony of fans telling somebody of Colin Healy's stature to keep his head up is not lost on anybody <laughs> either, like, you know. But, and he gave the old thumbs up as he was walking away, like, but there's just so much going on. And I mean, if you kind of tie them all together, maybe there's something there, you know, the board of management have misspoken to members or else their communication with Grovemore hasn't been great or whatnot. Colin Healy's telling fans you don't know what's going on at the club. You don't know the situation at the club at the moment. Grovemore are telling us the complete opposite of what the board of management told members a month ago, you know? And you kind of go, well, if you put all these little bits and pieces together, maybe there is something going on, you know, or maybe there is something that we don't know about. Colin spoke two weeks ago in his press conference about wanting players in. Better players than he has now that could go straight into the starting eleven, and that he wanted them on 18-month contracts. That was obviously his plan. I doubt he went public with that without discussing it with the board of management. Maybe he did. Who knows? But you would imagine that he didn't. And we haven't landed. We have yet to get him one new player. Jack Baxter's gone back to the thing, and he hasn't even been replaced. So we're down one body and the squad not having added it body you know so you kind of look around and go i know somebody accused me on twitter the other day i saw of it of letting healy off the hook and how can you blame the board of management when he's the one making the decisions i'm not blamed like i'm not leaving colin healy off the hook i came on here and i blamed him completely for the treaty united game yeah and the brain and i think the, the i think the the brain match we, we, yeah yeah or sorry yeah and i blamed him for the Bray game <sighs> The only thing I'd say about the other night, and it was something somebody pointed out after the game, look at how poorly everybody reacted to a draw in Wexford. What would the reaction have been to a defeat? It'd probably be 10 times worse than the reaction to the draw. So with 20 minutes to go, Colin's not a fool. He knows the reaction that's going to come. He knows what's coming his way on the back of a draw. But he also knows what's coming his way on the back of a defeat, which is going to be, as I said, maybe 10 times worse. So maybe the lesser of two evils at that point is... 
look, let's just maybe grab a point and get out of tone. We've been known to ten. We've been known to ten men for over forty-five minutes. You know, I need a drink. I'm, t- I'm talking. Right, <laughs> I need a drink. Um, we 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 are going to have to move on very very quickly. Um, the there was a few a few questions came in a few statements actually came in no um so someone asked what does uh, healing mean by you have no idea the situation I think we spoke about that just there we don't know we don't know is he saying that you know there's no money or is he saying that he's trying to get players that have not been supported we don't we don't we don't know that someone said a nil all draw with ten men against a team coming into form wasn't a bad result after all things considered with eleven you'd expect to win but as this team a man down and under the cash they came out well to be honest not saying they accepting mediocrity but accept where we are we kind of said that as well a while ago uh, after Col- Wayne I'll go this one to you very quickly after Collins comments after the game do you think the, the board of managers is backing him with players for next season. Or they wait to see do Grove more come back in for the club? What do you think? I haven't a clue. Who knows? Like, do you know what I mean? I don't think they know. I don't think anyone knows. Um, right. Okay. We will move on uh, to uh, one or weekly or weekly little part of this. Uh, it is time for the other three amigos MVP. Uh, thanks to Wayne for putting this up at 10.23. Myself and Declan were clearly on the road driving back at this I'm time. So Wayne, this one. Um, there was. Uh, it's MVP time. Vote for your winner. We put up uh, Stephen Beattie, Jonas Hackenden, Kean Coleman and Kean Murphy. Uh, there were comments underneath were, really? Um, none of them. Nobody. Give over, lads. Uh, you know it has to be done. We replied back to Tony. Um, a gift then, of course, really with a dog shaking his head. It's quite a cute gift, actually. I got a KFC and missed the whole thing. I voted myself the winner here, said Shane to me. Um, but the winner, it's a tie. It was a tie. BC and Jonas Hacken and both getting 35.9% exactly. Um, so we will give them points and stuff. And we'll see. We'll update you next week on how that MVP award is looking for the rest of the season. Moving on to our one-word answers. Our one-word answers. God, are they ever going to be positive? Um, our one-word answers. Let's have a look. Really? Flabbergasted. Awful. Uh, piss. Leidenschaftlich. <laughs> Which means impassionate. Um, clearly not the correct pronunciation. Leidenschaftlich. Um, a mock. Uh, worrying. Noxious. Sue Baxter had a question mark up. Sue. And she said, I was really not expecting that result tonight. Well, Susan, neither were we. <laughs> Finito. Um, well, well, there was someone deleting someone. We actually we were blocked on a joke shop. Nethermost. Terminal. And we replied back, via terminale. For the fuckers. Um, ghastly. Sack em. Right off. Out. Bewildering. Unjismatic. Shameful. Finito again. Snooze fest. Dismemberable. Mem- dismemberable. Shit, Northern Hemisphere, excruciating. Oh, you behave, Mike McCarthy. Blue bald, contemptuous, ufasuk, and farcical. Now, Wayne, pick out a word there for me. Piss, piss. Yeah, like any that. reason for it? Just piss. It's just it's, it, it sums up how I felt after that game. Yeah, you need. You were pissed. Or you need to no go piss, for a piss. I said, I was, it was just. It's just, it's just, just piss. piss. Just piss. piss. Yeah. Okay. Decky. I know I picked it the last time it was there, but I'm going back for it again. Ufasuk. Bit of Oscar. Yeah, hold it. So Ryan Cronin had piss. Ufasuk. Uh, yeah, well, Ufasuk. We, look, it's been done. I'm going to have to go with excruciating. Yeah, I mean, that is right, yeah. top. That is Mike McCarthy. Uh, congratulations. You've got our word of the week. You've got a present, Mike. Well done. 
Uh, that's it. Your present is just the same. Well done. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> no mug, um, no. <laughs> and it's just, it's just well, no mug. No, 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 no. They were kept for something else. Um, let's have a quick look. We're going to move on. Nine four five live. A big thank you to all our ch- all the speakers last week. Jartui, Kevin O'Connell, Ryan Cohen, and much more. Uh, with a great nine five five live. It's not updated on the thing, so I just said nine four nine five five. Is at a later time. It was live from Wexford. Play- That's with a lot of listeners, didn't we? We, yeah. Yeah. we did. We did. Dan- Daniel McDonald was on. That was down to you tagging half of Ireland. <laughs> I in, did. Uh, to be fair, I tagged the whole. <laughs> You tagged my old primary school teacher and all, I reckon. There were so many people tagged. <laughs> well, hello, Mr. Fanukin. Um <laughs> the um it was good. It was a good pot. It was a good it was a good chat. There's none this week. We're taking it off. We're taking a break. We're taking a break. Quick question. Uh 21 games and three wins. Is the time up for Colin? Did Fen no. really do a bad job seeing what Colin is doing? Yes. He's still do you still reckon Fen was did a bad job? Ah, I'm only messing it. I, I I just think it's bad circumstances. Um, do you, do you, quick question, quick question, um, Wayne. If Neil Finn had this squad, do you think we'd be where we are? The second worst team in the country. Yeah, absolutely. I think anyone, I, I think anyone with this squad would, would do the same. But the players, like, do you think, I think some of the players are really, really good. I mean, you can see there's a lot of them starting to like, come out of themselves. It's the balance, like, right? Yeah. The, we, we know where the issue lies. We've said it so many times. It's the communication, it's drive, it's Determination, it's getting stuck in. It's that's what that's what we're missing. We do miss okay. it badly. Greg Bulger, if we Greg Bulger, we fucking oh, stop. Will you stop? Minimum, yeah. Stop saying his name. I didn't want to hear his name anymore. I'm not even going to ask you that question, Declan, because you'll make the pod an extra half an hour longer if I ask you that. Okay, so we'll just <laughs> no, I won't. That I, I just okay. say I, I agree with Wayne. I think I think looking at what we have now and where we are now. You start to reassess the Fen situation, but as Wayne said, circumstances at the time. If we knew if we knew then what we know now, things might have been different for Finn as well. Who knows, you know? And moving on. Uh, last words. I would just uh, just say the the Cork City bus is coming. There's a bus to Galway on the sixth. It's leaving Cork at three p.m. And uh, we'll put up a we've put up a retweet on our Twitter page for that. So there is a bus heading to um Galway. It's currently a twenty eight seater. You can make it bigger if you want. Um, and if you are heading to Galway, sort out your tickets and stuff like that. And um, if there's any other buses going, that's our new weekly part. <laughs> Uh, last words. Wayne, give me your last word. Positivity now next week. Beat Sligo. And we'll okay. be positive next week. Okay, so we no go. negative next week. I, no, we're making a pact here now, right? Okay, so... Oh, yeah, I like pact. I like pact. Unless Are we doing breaking, pretty promises, like... Yeah, and this is breaking news, right? Oh, my God. Let positivity me so next week, okay? Okay, so, so, the, so the pact Can't is... deal with this shit again next week. So the pact is no negative words next week. Unless no, no negative pod. It, it, so a positive pod. Unless there's breaking news, like if Dickie goes off emailing <laughs> random Russian. <laughs> I don't know from the cool like. No, we'll um positivity. Let's do it. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm good with that. Dickie, what about yourself? Any last words? Oh, yeah, God, very quickly because I forgot to mention during the Wexford stuff. We have to train fine players from somewhere that maybe other clubs aren't looking at. So I'd love, I'd love to have a look at Jack Dempsey. Their, their number ten. Um, 
Doherty. 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 His name is Doherty. Jack. Who is it? Who's Jack Dempsey? He was the boxer. He was the boxer. Jack Dempsey was the boxer donkeys years ago. Yeah, but Jack I, Dempsey porn star. You, what have you been watching, Decky? <laughs> I can see it here. Um, XXX really big boy. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I'd love to have a look at um, Jack Doherty anyway. Jack Doherty's um, member. 24. Um, <laughs> 24. Good player. Good left foot. Was at Ipswich. Came home. Played for Limerick Longford. Fell out of love with the game. Went down. Played with his buddies in Carrick United. Found his way back to, to Wexford. Has spoken about wanting to get to the highest level he can get now that he's back in love with the game, etc. Put on your funny love music Put on your funny love music there, no? But I'd love for us to take a look at that and maybe, maybe, yeah, you're taking a chance, but we have to we have to take a chance or two now in players at this stage, you know? So, he ain't um, coming. He ain't yeah. coming. He ain't coming. Uh, my last words are, I do apologise for the length of this pod tonight, um, but uh, it's been a long one and we are doing this. We're losing weight. Um, the, the, the sweat patch is under my moves right now. Um, I mean, I mean it's, I'm getting in there at the moment. I'm soaking. Lads, I am soaking because of both of you. I, uh, I thank you for that. Thank you so much for listening. Toe tappers. Uh, adios, amigos. Adios. Adios. Ciao, 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 ciao. Bye, bye, bye. Ciao. The other three amigos podcast with Damien Sreenan, Wayne Mullins, and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast.